As uh, parents prepare to send their children off to tertiary institutions, some parents are beaming with pride at their child's accomplishments, excited for the future that awaits them. Other parents are nervous about the challenges that lie ahead, and some parents are scared of the emptiness of their homes after their child leaves their daily lives. So how do parents honor their feelings during this time, and how do parents show confidence in their child to make emotionally mature and smart decisions on this new journey filled freedom. Kirsten Watkins, counseling psychologist and life coach, joins us to unpack this. Kirsten, happy Wednesday to you. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. I mean, we just now we're seeing all these shots on social media in terms of photo, photo shots, uh, and, and uh, the kids being dropped off for their first day at school and the emotions around that. Would you say that this is the same feeling for parents now when it's time to send your child off to college? Look, I think it can be it can be quite daunting, especially uh, knowing how tough it's going to be and how, how you're probably going to be overwhelmed by grief because it is a loss. You're going to have, you have this child in your home daily contact, daily communication, you know what they're doing most of the day, and suddenly they're on a venture to discover their own individuality alone. And I think it can be quite scary. Yeah. What are the major worries around uh, parents who have to send their children to college? I think it's a, it's a... a reality that your child's success is a reflection of how well you've done as a parent mm. and their uh, well-being and whether they can manage and cope and do well does does tend to reflect on the, the foundation that you gave them in their upbringing. So I think that's one thing that, that could be a concern. And then there's the day-to-day thing. Are they going to be able to manage their laundry? Are they going to be able to manage eating, um, cooking, the, the, the things that they, they got and took for granted at home suddenly is going to fall into their lap. So I think often parents worry about that and worry whether the, the child has the ability in this new, new world where they suddenly have to go to class and they've got to worry about their own textbooks and worry about their own transport, you know, also worry about day-to-day living things. I think that also worries parents. I mean, obviously, your own emptiness and having to deal with the emotional connotation of now suddenly I've got this space in my life, that's also a, a big concern. And what are you going to do to fill that space? So how much of this is actually on the parent? How much of it is, is uh, you know, worry in part of the parent, maybe let me say in a selfish way, uh, than it is about the child? That's difficult to say, uh, and I don't know how you would even measure that. I think that we, we are human beings, and you, uh, if you think about why people have children, that would probably be an, an interesting place to start. Because if you have children to uh, fill your life or to see someone develop under your wing, all those things will impact on what you're facing when your child leaves. Mm. Um, and I think a, a lot of it is that, that grief of now no longer have this role, this very, very huge role of my life 
have now got to minimize. And I think it's, it's, it's difficult. So how does a parent prepare? Because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. We, we all, yes, fear it. But it, it will happen. Maybe some of us are not thinking it. Those who just dropped off those children for the first day at school. Some of us are very close. We've got 17-year-olds. We need to start thinking. But I guess, as you say, I mean, the, from the previous uh, question, it the, the preparation will be before, way before, in terms of why did I even have kids in the first place and as self-reflecting. And then also, again, as the time approaches, as, as, as it's getting near. So, so how does a parent prepare? Let's start with the before and then uh, the as the time approaches, when it's getting closer, secondly. Well, I believe communication is, is the most important part. So being open with your child about your feelings, but also not putting all your emotions on them and making them feel guilty for this, this new place that they've reached in their life or making them feel guilty for leaving you behind. Uh, and, and constantly being aware of your emotions. We, it's a cliche to say, fill your day and be busy once it does happen and the time comes close. But I think it does help, you know, to start, what is, what is interesting for me? What is another hobby I can start that I haven't had time for? So not just preparing yourself and knowing how you're going to fill this space and the time, uh, but also being open with your child about, what are they expecting? How close do they want you to be? How much communication do they want from you? Mm. Do they want you to call them once a day or once a week? Do they want to be the ones that initiate contact with you? So the communication about what is expected and what is needed from them is very important. And also being aware of your own emotion as a parent. Not to just, oh, I have this grief and I'm, I'm sad and I'm not going to go there. Because that, in, in the long term, that will catch up with you and you'll have to deal with it eventually. Mm. So to, to let yourself feel, let yourself feel the emotion and the grief and the sadness and the excitement and feel it, deal with it and move on. Then to say, I'm not going to deal with it now, I can't do this now, I can't go sit for an hour in my room and cry about it because... Uh, I don't want to go into that deep, dark hole. And often with, with any huge change in life or anything that could be potentially traumatic, often people do that. So they don't deal with what they're actually feeling because it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. That, I would say, is a big thing. And, and then the, the, the logistics of it. You know, once the day comes, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to drop off the child? Are you going to go with? Are they going to get themselves there? Um, are you going to stay for a week? Are you going to stay for an hour? All those things must also be communicated and decided on so that when the day comes, you don't have to still, okay, so how long do you want me to stick around? Should I get a little B&B close to varsity and stay around for a week or two? Those things should be decided and, and respected also from your child what they need. Yeah. With all the time not to get to the day and then have to, to decide what the, what the next few weeks will look like. Well, I mean, there are also good feelings, you know, associated with this, as you say. Sometimes there is excitement, or for some parents there is uh, excitement. So mm-hmm. those who are worried that <laughs> when they have the good feelings, they might come across as if they don't care that much. How should they deal with that? Well, again, I think communication. So 
if, if you're excited because you know they're going to have your child at home, I get that. Um, but I must tell you, I don't think that is going to be the, the biggest emotion. And if it is, mm-hmm. it won't last long. Yeah. Because once, once it happens and your child is no longer there, and you have to wonder, oh, what are they doing tonight? What time are they going to sleep? Are they managing? Uh, I wonder what they're doing right now. Those other emotions will creep in, I do believe. Yeah. On this uh, child side, what, what what can children do to cope as well? Because, I mean, our kids do carry some of our emotions when they mm-hmm. see that mom and dad is not so well. They also don't feel so good about it. How should uh, children, or your advice for the, the ones going to varsity in terms of how they relate to their parents regarding this particular topic? Yeah. Well, hopefully a foundation is in place where the child is able to talk to their parents. Uh, I was thinking uh, this morning about if a child has not decided what to study and they decided what to study not because they knew that that, that was what they wanted to do, that was the direction they had to go in. They they might get to class and for two months love it and then decide that perhaps this is not really the direction they need to go in. And how important it is to have that open communication with your parents to be able to say, listen, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe this is not actually what I should be doing. And so saying communicate with your parents, it's easy to say because it's taken 18 years to build something. And if you didn't have that, I think it can be very, very difficult to manage. If you don't have that person who's paying for it and supporting you, and you aren't able to talk to them. So for me, communication is the biggest thing. If you're able to tell your parents, listen, this is hard um, I need to get someone to help me clean my flat once a week. Yeah. Then at least you can tell your parents and they can do something about it. Uh, but saying, okay, now I've got to be independent and that's what my parents expect of me and I must no longer need anyone for anything, it'll be too much. And to realize that this is not a one-day transition. It's not now yeah. I leave school and I can't bathroom and all of a sudden I'm independent and I can stand on my ATVs and I don't need anybody. It, is a, it often takes years to reach a point like that and to give yourself that uh, space to, to grow and to become independent over the time you need. Would you suggest building a community as well of other parents that are family members so the aunts and the uncles also join you in terms of just helping you cope as the parents um, and also just checking in with the, with the kids and, and, and adding their own you know, advice to the situation? Absolutely. I think the, the bigger support network you have, the better. But it's also something that would probably be in place already. Uh, if if mm. family were involved during high school and doing big decisions, that would probably continue. But I don't know if all of a sudden, now we need you and we need your input, uh, would be that beneficial because uh, a student might wonder where of, where of these people all of a sudden come from and now they feel that they have the right to, to give me advice on, on my, my life. So I believe that if it was there, it will continue. Yeah, so I think the, the major note here is it starts uh, early. Don't, don't, don't wait for the last moment. I mean, it is exactly as we say in the saying that it takes a community to raise a child. So mm-hmm. it will be from the time they're born uh, until they mm-hmm. go off to varsity. 
Okay, um, you just uh, freaked me out a little bit. I wasn't ready to think about this topic, but I guess I need to. <laughs> uh, in two years' time, I'm going to be one of those parents who's oh, crying their eyes out. But anyway, uh, Kirsten, how do we get in touch with you? Are you on uh, social media? Um, I am. So I'm in Kensington Park, but I have a website, so I'm Kirsten Watkins. You can just Google my name and uh, you'll find me. Awesome. Thanks again and happy Wednesday again. Thanks so much. Kirsten Watkins, counselling psychologist and life coach, discussing parents sending off their children to tertiary in our wellness corner. It's uh, just before quarter to five. Let's take a short break.